welcome to where the furniture isn't always the best, but them views, they are amazing. Coach K um, here in, I would say sunny Orlando. It is kind of sunny, but yeah. it's it's cool. It's chilly outside. Uh, Faison and I have been here for a few days with the families. Um, so Faison's right here next to me. Yeah. I'll just go ahead and just pass it to you. What's going on, sir? Uh, shout out to all the 1919s. You know who you are. Uh, I am excited. I got to go to Orlando. Um, I got to see Disney, not a fan, um, Universal, very happy about, and I'm um, looking forward to tomorrow to knock out the rest of the other half of uh, Owls of Adventure. Um, but we all know, if you don't know yet, I'm an avid theme park and theme park enthusiast. Um, so if I haven't been there yet, I'm coming, but I've been to most of the places multiple times and I'm a fast pass guru but slumming it out this time around. Fat, fast pass and, and premium parking. Yes. Um, he knew that he they couldn't slumming talk it out this time. <laughs> yeah, he slumming it out because he knew he couldn't talk me into paying for all that stuff. Um, but it's yeah. Just it's just, listen, my thought process is this when it comes to this, and we'll, we'll pass on after, but if you're at the theme park, how much is your time worth at the theme park? Is it worth the 49 to 79 to maybe 109? Uh, depending on the park, to hit the, all the rides without waiting there. You're going there, you're spending a day, you can hit 15 rides easily with a fast pass. If you're going in line on a normal day, pre-COVID, you're thinking four or five rides max before you're done for a day. Eh, it's worth it to me. All right, that's great. Um, <laughs> BJ. What's going on, sir? How you doing, man? I'm back, man. And I I listened to the podcast last week, gentlemen. I want to say, yo, I was I was excited to hear what I heard last week. I'm I'm mad I missed it, but I'm excited to get a night. So I'm just ready to go, man. Okay, good, man. Good, 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 good. Uh, it's a little chilly down there too in 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 the MIA. Yeah, man. We dropped Mama in the day, Broward. When I got a, I was up at like four o'clock this morning. Out the door at five. It was like 50, 52, 53. Um, but I, I was driving actually up toward um, Polk County, and it hit 38 while I was driving before the sun came up. So that means folks had out their their, their fox fur. Oh yeah, the fur came out. Here, no, everything came out. I was <laughs> yeah. laughing today because I saw somebody bundled. I mean, bundled up, had the scarf on over the face and everything, and I was just like, "Is that cold to you?" Like, I don't get me wrong, I'm a sucker for the cold. I'm I'm quick to put on a hoodie and a coat, but. Yo, that bundled up like it was up. It took me back to up north as as bundled up as they were. Yeah. Wow, wow. You know, it was interesting as we were going around the, you know, the the, the park today. I definitely saw some people like it was different definitely levels, right? Going on, on different oh, levels. Yeah. There were yeah. levels to it. Like, man, for real. Like, you got on like gloves and everything. Like, mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> but then I'm sure there were some people in shorts, right? The white boy cool, white boy warm. I call that when you're in shorts, flip flops. <laughs> yep. and, it's and you're just like, how are is it possible <laughs> with a sweatshirt on? Yeah. yeah, just like how? What are like, you doing? Why? You've got to be adjusting your body temperature. Yeah. There's no yeah. way possible. But wow. that's the same. It's it's not just because it's the same thing as the um the girls in high school in college who would oh, wear like the short shirt shorts yeah. and then wear like a hoodie, but then like it'd be like negative fifteen, and you're just trying to figure out like <laughs> why? How are you doing this? Like what's going on? Yeah, y'all yeah. went to high school at a different time than I did. But um, all I can say is, is the HO don't get cold. <laughs> and that's the that's how you do it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, for any of you that are out there listening with your kids, we talk about Santa Claus. Ho, ho, ho. Garden tools, garden tools never get cold. <laughs> right, right, right. They're right. always able to work. Never a bad time to do your gardening. Um, but you already hear him. He's talking fresh. Welcome, sir. What's going on? 
How you doing? Yeah, man, we here living life. If y'all out there, y'all go check out mycooltshirts.com and go buy you a shirt, man. Represent for the 13th floor like our uh, guest we got on today. Uh, there's many awesome shirts out there. There you go. Y'all can see him in the bottom. Uh, my, my, this is my guy right here. This is my brother from another mother, uh, Sam Goody Green. I went ahead and brought him in. We were talking about the dial last week and getting the juices flowing on, on you know, the good things it's done and not just my life, but that it can't impose upon yours. I said I might as well bring in a person who introduced me to it. So without further uh, ado, I bring on my dog, Sam Goody Green. Go ahead and say what's up to the people, man. Well, uh, I'm honored to be here, to be a, um, a white guy on a black podcast <laughs> speaking about an ancient Chinese culture. We got other bases covered. We break, we break everything here. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Well, I guess the point is, is how it's affected our lives and how much it's changed us. And just to hear you talk about it last week on the podcast, it was, uh, it was still kind of eye opening to me to see, you know, how much it really, really has affected you just like it has me. Yep. Yeah. So that's, uh, that, that, that's interesting. And, and wow, Fresh, you just, Fresh just hit fast forward. You know, usually he take his time doing stuff. He just hit fast mm -hmm. forward. We fully into it. But yes, for those of you that didn't listen to the last episode, um, we didn't even intend on talking about spirituality, right? We got to fresh ovation and all of a sudden there fresh was talking about the Tao the Chang. And I was like, what loose chains? What, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> ching, ching, ching. What, what, what is going on right now? Um, but no, we, we, we started getting into a conversation and Faison quickly slowed us down because we were already over an hour. Um, but we thought it was so important and it's something that very rarely do we talk about, um, not just in the black community, but even I think cross-culturally, we don't necessarily just sit down and have conversations about spirituality, right? Mm -hmm. Unless, you know, a Jehovah witness or somebody happens to come to your door or something, then you're forced to talk about it. But um, that's a whole nother podcast. That's probably a podcast but uh, oh man you know what we got some folks to listen to the jehovah witnesses i hope y'all not mad at me i'm my 50 percent jehovah witness yeah well, 25 yeah you are you ain't been to the kingdom but anyway i'm listening um, i'm still 25 percent <laughs> it, it doesn't matter you're gonna I, claim his 25 baby <laughs> listen uh i i know as well as you do you you can't even be 95 percent you yeah. disavowed I for that five percent that's right true. you cannot say the kingdom home. <laughs> uh but anyway so yes uh, here we are this week. We wanted to get into this conversation a little bit about the Tao Te Ching, and and, and I, I guess Sammy, let's let's start out. Um, first of all, congratulations on being the first um, white person on, on the podcast. We have never had another white person um, on the podcast. Um, is it, is it, BJ's thinking about it. I'm like, we haven't. <laughs> we haven't. Latino Heat been the only um, yeah. the, the only uh, one out of uh, brothers and sisters. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, Sammy goes way back with all of us, um, you know, fresh introduced him to us way back in the college days. And mm -hmm. he's a big back when they were roommates. Check out John Q. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that, 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 that fresh and phase out were roommates, weren't they? Yeah. Yep. You're first year. Like, you're, you're like a John B. We weren't. We weren't roommates our, our freshman year. I almost had him. I almost had it. I almost got on the screen. <laughs> My beard's a little bigger than John's. But yeah, back in the day. Uh, that's hilarious. So, Goody, before we get into the dial, right? Mm -hmm. we, we definitely don't want people to just think of you. Oh, oh you guys have a white guy on there. Um, so, you know, let's go back a little bit. So, we definitely... Uh, met you during our time at school yeah. and, and you know you're a big hurricane fan yes, but let yes. the people know a little bit more about you man so you know like what what do you what, what do you currently do you know family life what, all that stuff well currently to pay the bills I work with a company it's a contractor for Florida Power and Light so you know luckily during this time everyone needs power so you know um, you know job security is a wonderful thing uh, absolutely mm -hmm. um, Career salesman before that, so this has been a big change. I think the Dow actually kind of led me to this. Um, you know, nothing against any salesperson. I was a salesperson for a very long time, but a lot of times you do have to be a little uh, shysty. Not not maybe shysty is not the way, right word, but you have to be sales salesmanish. <laughs> you have to, be and it just it just wasn't sitting right with me. Yes, if you want to be good, you definitely have to be aggressive. It just wasn't sitting right with me anymore. Um, so anyway, but yeah, so career 
salesman, doing this now. Um, personal life-wise, uh, I have a wife and, and a four-year-old son. And yeah. we actually have another son on the way. Um, oh, man. congratulations. Yes, yes. Thank you, thank you. So in this crazy time, you know, but uh, we're, we're going to keep pushing all on. right. We're going to keep we pushing on. We see what on. was going on during quarantine. Eh? Oh, <laughs> well, you know what it was, the Michael Jordan documentaries, um, a lot of liquor. I was fired up, man. I was fired up, so. Wow. You guys are fired up too, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. All right, so yes. good. So let's dig into that a little bit. So, uh, you know, a salesperson, and then uh, at some point, how long ago did you say you discovered the Dow? Dow De Chang, everybody. Dow De Chang. And just so you know, um, it's T A O T E. C-H-E-N-G, right? I-N-G. I-N-G, sorry. Yes, sorry. yes Ching. It's Dao De Ching. Ching. It actually yeah. is Ching. Um, I, you know, I just keep hearing a cash register every time I, I say Ching. But <laughs> um, So about how long ago did you discover that, would you say? Um, I would say probably close to 10 years. Um, but when I first got it, I didn't pay it any mind. My father gave it to me on compact discs. I don't know how old the demographic is for this podcast, but <laughs> some of the younger kids, that was a circular object that you used to put in. No, I'm just joking. But um, yeah, I, and I literally just sat there. Um, and then I think my whole introduction, I think I read The Secret, may, may have seen the movie. So that was kind of an introduction into my spirituality. I think very easy way to get involved. Anyone who's listening to this and wants to try to start getting in touch with their spirituality, a secret, I think it's a very easy way to kind of start this whole process. But anyway, so that kind of opened my mind. And then, you know, I, th I would say maybe six or seven years ago, I actually started to listen to them. And um, it just, you know, it, it was something I had to learn to do at first, because what this is, um, is uh, or how me and Ian were introduced to it is an audio book by uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer who is a, um, you know, spiritual coach or advisor. And he, it's just basically his take on the Tao Te Ching and how he, he would use these principles for the modern day we're living. Yep. So the Tao Te Ching was written in ancient China. So there really is no direct translation. So anything that you ever read on it is someone's interpretation of the original book. Mm -hmm. okay. So this is just one variation of it so if someone is to listen to and, and what what the uh, audio cd was you know i guess i've been talking about it is um change your thoughts change your life by dr wayne dyer nice so for those of you that don't know dr wayne dyer um just awesome uh as you say spiritual advisor consultant um at some point recognized one of the i think top five or top ten speakers in the world yeah. um heavily, heavily, heavily um, in demand. So uh, awesome. Okay. So, so Dr. Wayne Dyer. So, so the, the version you guys heard was, was an interpretation, right? As many um, let's, let's call them ancient religious books yeah. tend to be right. It's always somebody's interpretation. Um, and, and this is why this conversation is so interesting, right? Because uh, we know about the Bible. We know about the Quran. Um, we know about the, the Talmud, I think that's what it's called. Um, and then now we're talking about the Tao. And, and, and what's always interesting to me and why um, I know me personally, I, I tend to uh, be very conservative in my discussion about religion, right? So I was raised a Catholic, but to me, it wasn't like, okay, you can't tell me that just this one religion is, is, is it. And just everybody that follows this particular religion is going to be whatever's in the next life or whatever it is, whatever you want to call it after death, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. right. um, and to me, it was just like, okay, all these different uh, beliefs and these teachings all have more in common yeah. than not. Yeah. Right. When you think about the principles and, right. and, and just the values. And um, mm -hmm. for me, it was like, Hey, religion is just a language of which the root of all of these different languages is spirituality, right? So now when you talk about the Tao, um, it's very interesting because how far back would you say the Tao goes? Well, based on Wayne Dyer actually starts the book and gives a little synopsis on it. And he says it was written 500 years before the birth of Jesus. Mm. 
And there was a right. gentleman by the name of Lao Tzu, who was a yep. God realized being. And he's the one who wrote these or dict dictated these 81 verses. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of strange in some of the stuff that I understand is not a direct correlation or a direct translation, I should say, but to see how some of the same things trouble us today, you know, because it still comes down to greed and envy and these, these type of characters, characteristics, you know, that people fight with today. But you know, what's also funny, you talk about the religion you growing up. I think for me, it was easy to accept because my father was raised Jewish. My mother was raised Catholic. So I've celebrated Hanukkah and Christmas my whole life. I hated going to Sunday school, whatever religion it may be. I just wow. never really, um, it just never really spoke to me. And I, I guess maybe as a child I knew, so which one's right, you know? You have yeah. these two different religions. Um, so maybe that was another reason, you know, that it was easier for me to kind of accept teachings and not have to break down, um, you know, beliefs or, or thoughts that uh, I might've been raised with. That's fair, but your mind's already open. I mean, same, same boat here. My dad's Baptist, my grandma was Catholic, my wife is Catholic, my mom's a witness. Like you can't, understand the process behind that, all a similar story, but you can see each flaw, you can see each benefit of each one and be able to argue that to the person who's hard, hardcore one type and say, no, that's just not the way that it's, you can't just come in there hardcore and like, for instance, the Catholic church where you feel like it's, you know, you've done wrong, so you gotta feel bad about everything. It's like, no, it's not, it's okay. Like, you, it's all right, <laughs> it's okay. Um, it's, so, yeah. I was gonna say, it's funny, cause as I've grown, I always feel like religious people are the most hypocritical people that I know. Like the more religious and like, like really like super religious that you are, the more hypocritical you are. But the more spiritual I find people are, like the more genuine and authentic and like honest and like, you know, are willing to do more if like the more spiritual that they claim to be. So that's always been something from young that has always drawn me to it that I don't, I've never understood the thought of feeling that. And it's funny because I guess in a sense, the Tao is dictated by another person, but like in religion, you always have whoever is your pastor or, you know, that, that, that beacon at that moment who you're supposed to be listening to. And then you find out all this crazy stuff that they're doing behind the scenes. <laughs> and that's still supposed to be who's, you know, it just always never played right in my head, but I always knew there was a higher force. I knew there was a higher power. There was something that could, you know, lead to good, something that could lead to bad. I know that there was, you know, good energy begot begets uh, good energy type thing. Yeah. And, and, Look, what I don't want, I, I don't want people to turn off the podcast right now because we're talking about different religions and, and look, definitely don't want to knock, like we were talking about Jehovah's Witnesses and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And look, I, I have, I think, two sisters um, out of the three that are actually Jehovah's Witnesses and, 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 and my, my biological father passed away years ago, you know, he, he died a Jehovah's Witness. Um, so look, for me, religion is just, it's like... Um, you know, it's like exercise, right? Do the spiritual exercise that is best for you and works for you, mm -hmm. right? Um, where, 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 where I get myself in trouble is, is the people that try to push whatever that exercise that's good for them, they try to push it on somebody else. And that's the part that makes me shy away from having conversation or whatever, right? But I think dialogues and conversation like this are what needs to happen for people to realize that, look, we all believe in a higher being Mm -hmm. and we can coexist yeah right um what you do for your practice really has no impact on me right so you know i, I want to turn to bj for a second because um bj super um you know with his faith um his kids his wife everybody um for those of you that don't know he he's actually part of a a, a facebook live uh, every monday right Almost every Monday, yeah. The last couple of Mondays, Benji, but uh, Monday nights, yeah. Yeah, uh, Monday nights. Um, and we've seen his role grow over the last year. I think he was only supposed to be on for like a couple times because <laughs> people were busy. And now he's on like almost every Monday. So, you know, sometimes I call him Deacon Jones, um, which is a football reference. But, um, you know, from, from your perspective, right, and, and we're going to get more into the Dow. So for those of you that are and just for the conversation about the Tao, we're going to get more into it. But, you know, when we talk about religion versus spirituality, you know, what is your view on that? So that's been one of the things I've been contemplating in this entire week after hearing the last podcast and kind of knowing we were going that route this week. 
because it's a conversation that we have all the time. I have all the time with people from different faiths, non-believers or anything that people just agnostic, just don't really have any guiding principle. If you're going to use the doubt, like say as a principles, set of principles. Um, but I think it comes down to exactly what Ian said and where my mind had been going this entire week of how, how can I articulate it? When we talk about spirituality and religion, a lot of people are turned off to religion because of something somebody did or was supposed to be a figure or this, per this person who was supposed to uh, exude all these spiritual qualities but live this righteous life, but they fell short. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the things that, again, I can say that I've learned over the years is that people are gonna be people no matter what position they're in. If you take a pastor in your local storefront church, you take one of the mega churches, you take somebody at the Pope sitting, everybody at the highest point in the Catholic church, people are people and whether something's done in public or not, people are gonna fall short because that's just human nature, right? Um, but we put our faith that we hold people to this on this pedestal that as soon as that they're not on that pedestal no more, it's like we hear that we're hypocritical, right? You have the, the people that are shouting the, the loudest they can from the street corners and from the pulpits, but that's not how it, in my in my daily life, like we, we talk about religion every now and then, it comes up in different conversations, but I don't need to quote scripture. I don't need to do anything. I don't feel I need to do that on a regular basis. And again, when you think about the Tao, you think about the Quran, you think about um, any text out there, um, when you're the Bible, whatever, you don't need to beat people over the head with scriptures or this says this and if you don't do this, you're going to hell. That's that's not how you do people. That's not how you even build relationships with people. You can't do it with any other topic. So why would you do it with religion? How do you live your life? And what example do you show set for other people? Yeah, am I going to be perfect every 100% of the time? No. Is the next man going to be, no matter what religion or non-religion they believe in, going to be perfect? No. But again, how do we support each other? How do we treat each other? How do we go about our daily lives to make sure that we're exuding things. One of the things I totally believe in, again, I have to set a personal belief as I have to set a principle for my kids. Um, but as, as they grow up, they have to make a decision for themselves. Like you said, okay, you mentioned about you grew up Catholic. Well, that's because you probably were made to go and this was what you're gonna do, this is what gonna do. To a certain extent, that's good, but that you didn't own it, right? And then when you had questions, you were probably hushed because that's not what you don't, kids don't ask questions. They're not allowed to, you're not supposed to question it, but it's okay to question things because that's how you grow and that's how you process. So we have a lot of people who are, were exposed to religion at an early age or at some point in their life and got turned off by some person or some experience that totally missed the boat of spiritual possibly leading to a higher I don't want to say calling, but another, the next realm. Because I, I, do, I do recognize there's a difference between spirituality and religiousness, right? You have to recognize there's a difference there. But what is that thin line and where does it cross that? Again, if you look at the Tao, you look at the Bible, you look at basic principles guiding any major religion out there, what is it? Treat people well. Don't really, don't cheat, don't steal. I mean, guiding principles. And the last piece to it that, that I thought about the whole piece was that um, when you boil it down to, it came up to past relationships or experiences and then that accountability, right? When things are held accountable and people tell you, well, you did the one thing, you're going to hell. And that's, that's not how this whole thing works, right? Um, so we go a lot deeper and stuff, but I, I want to make sure we hit the dial, but you guys had hit everything I had been thinking this whole week, so I'm glad we're talking about this right now because again, I think you have to have open lines of communication and the fact that people cut themselves off, like it's only, if you don't believe what I believe, we can't even be friends or you talk like that's, that throws me to how, do, how does that represent your religion anyway? That just talks me a big deal about what you believe again. But again, that's just interpretation of somebody's religion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, and you know what? It's, it's funny that you say that because I think no matter what you're talking about, at the end of the day, it boils down to be accountable for your actions. 
at the end of the day, uh, you can sum up everything and be, be accountable for your actions um, and, and try to be uh, at one and at center with yourself. So, Sammy, I'm coming to you because um, one of the things I read about the Tao, right, is that the Tao presented a the Tao Te Ching presented a way of life intended to restore harmony and tranquility to a kingdom racked by widespread disorders, right? Now, when you think about a kingdom uh, racked with widespread disorders, I, I, I think right now we're living in a kingdom racked mm -hmm. by widespread disorder. Right. But I want to take it back to you personally, Sammy, because you, you had a pivot, right? You said you were a salesman and then you pivoted, right? What you do for a living because it didn't sit well with you. It no longer reflected or, or embraced who you were, right. right? So walk us through that change and then and how it almost seemed magnetic for you that you went towards the Dow, yeah, something that you had in your possession for a while, but it just, that magnetic draw wasn't there at the time. Um, well, whether I was drawn to it or, or how I changed careers, because those are two different questions. We don't necessarily have to get into the how you change careers unless you want so to. how he's drawn to it. No, not necessarily. I mean, I can answer that one real quickly is that it happened organically. Like mm -hmm. I literally got sick to my stomach. I could not see myself going through another one of those sales trainings and going mm -hmm. on the floor and selling whatever product that was because it's all the same stuff. You learn the product, you learn knowledge, and then you learn how to you know, apply that to a person's real life. Right. You know, I, just, mm -hmm. I just couldn't do it again. So for that, that's a real easy um, answer. Um, it's... How it happened, it probably happened organically again. You know, the way that I am, I'm, I'm not intelligent like you brothers are on this podcast. You know, I usually have to learn things the hard way. So life just taught me it. Um, when I went through the secret, I was because going through a divorce and I just happened to find a book and I was like, hey, let me give it a shot. And I started reading the first couple pages and I don't read anything. I think I finished the book in a night. Not that it's that big of a book, but you know, I, I, I was so enthralled with it and so engaged. Um, it's felt like, okay, this is something that I can, you know, kind of speaks to me, you know, uh, positive energy and having that law of attraction and all those type of uh, characteristics. And I would say probably a few years after that, I just kind of, you know, one day just um, started listening. And it was difficult because, you know, if anyone's ever listened to Wayne Dyer, his voice almost takes a second to kind of get used to because you almost want to fall asleep. Listen. Monotone. Yes, absolutely. So that, that was something I had to, you know, first get over. That was the first hurdle. And then I just started listening. And for me, it really felt like a blueprint. And, you know, it's interesting. We were talking about the religion. I really don't feel like it contradicts or butts up against anything. If anything, it would strengthen uh, those core values of love, of, uh, you know, harmony. And harmony really means with the Tao is that you're one of everything. You know, everything is the Tao. You know, and I know there's some similarities with other religions that God is in everybody and in every single thing. And that's really what it's about is that once you really consciously realize that you are part of everything, it changes your perspective and how you even treat people, animals, insects, everything, you know? Um, so I guess my answer to you is it happened kind of organically over time. Um, I started by listening to it and then I gave myself a routine. I, I wanted to listen to every verse. Then I listened to one verse for a week and then went to all 81, you know, and then I started doing it for a month. And then I kind of lost a little bit and it maybe even in between and losing it and come back to being more consistent. And what I mean by listening to it, just once a day in the mornings, hopefully, and it's usually a five minute to maybe at most like seven to eight minute, um, you know, track. And mm -hmm. so it just became routine for me and just like anything else just like working out and exercise it you know that you know that becomes part of your life nice now how, what would you say would be the most impactful thing um the Dow has done for you so i actually wrote down a couple things to make sure i don't <laughs> forget anything um so one thing accepting things as they come understanding the only constant is change you know, so no matter how happy you are, it, it's going to change. So are you prepared for that? If you were at one with the Tao, then of course you would be. And that's why Lao Tzu had became a master because nothing, no matter what was happening in the world or someone else's actions can never change the way that he carried himself. So um, that was definitely one thing. Most importantly, extinguishing my ego. 
or trying to learning to have self-awareness that all kind of comes with it even have fun with self-deprecation making fun of myself as I, i've already done here tonight you know it, it changes everything like you don't get as um it doesn't uh, uh get your emotions boiled as much like something doesn't bother you as much everything changes even the way i watch sports changes you know like i'm not crying every night because our eagles aren't doing very well now you know <laughs> I, I just accept it as for what it is and this too shall pass as they say right yeah yes. so you, you know it's funny because um a lot of people probably don't realize that they, they've been exposed to Lao Tzu there's a lot of um Chinese proverbs and things mm -hmm. like that actually came from Lao Tzu that people probably don't don't even realize or know um but and, and it's funny how you see it manifesting other things so my grandmother would always say um nothing good lasts forever um she would also say everything comes to an end right so i, I think it's that recognition of life is just a cycle and there really is no good or bad there's just a cycle and being open and an understanding of the cycle is the key to reaching that harmony because you have to expect there has to be a balance. There's always a balance, right? Mm -hmm. um, and we talk about, you know, I guess we just keep going down the, the, the Chinese uh, culture. And, 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 you know, when you talk about yin and yang, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. There's always going to be something um, to, that's going to counter what was. So it, it's interesting if, if you can accept that, how, how much peace you find as opposed to, um, for example, why me? You know, why is this happening to me? Well, it's happening to you because you're in the cycle, right? Um, and then the same thing with people. Oh, man, I'm on top. This is great. You know, I'm living the rest of my life like this. No, there's going to be something. Right. And, 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 and if you're prepared for that and you prepare your spirit to deal with that, life becomes so much easier. And it's easy to say right now on this podcast because there's times where I feel like, oh, my gosh, like what in the world? Like, well, why is this happening? You know what I mean? Like I could tell you, I was on the phone early today about some work stuff, but like, just like, oh man, when I get back is on and popping and really does it have to be on and popping Carol or, or if in my spirit, I know, okay, no, it was time for this. Um, I can probably better deal with it. Sure. Right. So fresh, you, 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 you kind of sitting on the sideline here, but um, I want to, I want to get you in here, right? Because um, you're probably one of the people I guess in my immediate circle that there's always some type of adversity or something going on. If, 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 if something crazy can happen, it's going to happen, you know, yeah. it's going to come up. Um, how do you think the Dow has helped you or, or, or how does it help you in your day-to-day -day dealings? Um, well, not to jump uh, forward, but I already jumped forward before anyway. But to go ahead and jump into my fresh evasion for this week, um, I was going to use an actual verse from the Tao. Um, so it was verse 16. Knowing the constant, we accept things as they are. By accepting things as they are, we are impartial. By being impartial, we are part of nature. By being part of nature, we are one with the Tao. Tao is eternal, and we, are, and we survive physical death. Um, it's it's like I was discussing last week with the um in what we're just talking about right now, that acceptance of of you know everything's gonna change, crazy stuff's gonna go on, not allowing yourself to get rattled when things go too far either way, even in um in joy, going too far in joy can put you in a space where you will take too many steps back because you can miss things. So being able to accept both um, the good and the bad, but more so focusing on making sure that your neutral is good. And it, it's, it's like, um, it's like a, a revolving circle of coming back to yourself. It's always about making sure you're good, but in making sure that you're good, you're making sure that everything else is good and not allowing, even when people come to me with drama that is they're fired up about, I still don't have the, um, I won't allow the ability to get as, you know, jumped up and riled up and be able to, you know, use that, that calmness to go ahead and solve situations to, to go ahead and continue to push towards more 
as opposed to constantly getting in that cycle of why me or what is this like I know it's me because I'm the one who can handle it. That's the way I look at everything that happens now, as opposed to being stuck into that situation. Cause I definitely have my, my dark times of feeling like, yo, all the walls are caving in. I'm really worth nothing. I don't know what's going on, but in, in that spirit, spirituality piece in gaining that focus of realizing like, man, no matter how good I have it, there's somebody who has it better. And no matter how bad I have it, there's somebody who has it better. Like why allow myself the, the stagnancy, the, the ability to stay so stagnant of, of like in that position of depression or, you know, uh, despair, or sometimes it's even excitement where it's just like you are, losing the opportunity for advancement by allowing yourself to sit stale in these periods of, you know, ultimately confusion, as opposed to being able to set yourself up like, yo, something's crazy. You got to figure out, okay, is it just time that's going to make it not crazy? Is there something that you got to solve? Is it financial? Is it whatever it is? It's about solving it as opposed to just dwelling, like the dwelling accomplishes nothing. And that's like the biggest piece that the Tao has truly imposed upon me that has I've I utilize daily and constantly remind myself and try to impose on as many people as I can. And I mean, it changes the way I've dealt with everything from not just interactions with business people to, um, you know, my girlfriend to uh, children, like everything. It's just that that ability to kind of get into that focus of not getting to excitement excited or to you know down and i'm still the same fun loving crazy person that i've always been but having that consciously in the back of my head has helped me even um this week i uh had an interview for a, a new position and initially was very nervous but put myself in the down mindset and wound up smashing the interview like it was nothing but it was because I took myself out of feeling so like if the job is mine, it's already mine. You know what I mean? Like it has nothing to do ultimately with this interviewer. Like if it is what it is, it is already there. So it's already in my keys. If it's not, it's not, it's already is what it is. So do as such and, and be as is. I already know I have the expertise for it. So go ahead and, and move as it is. So how, how does one find that center? Um, someone who has not, you know, obviously you must read your research, understand the process behind it. Um, but what's that first to find? The biggest repetition and self-dialogue. Like people are, A, we are extremely uh, harsh on ourselves and don't give ourselves enough credit of what our minds have the power to do over our um over our path of success over life like we really are so quick to just believe that we can't and and you know push to the side instead of constantly pushing ourselves towards yo somebody else has done it so why can't i i think that's one of the biggest things that i always use um is pretty much like yo somebody else has done this why why should i feel that i'm not able to do it like, why should I feel that I don't have within my, and I know I don't use all of my brain power, so why should I feel like I shouldn't be able to with just the brain? Like, nobody is doing it. Like, I have to be able to do it. And that's the thing about it is the constant repetition. Don't get me wrong. I have, you guys know, I have extremely crazy stuff that goes on that most people, you know what I mean, would be like, yo, I'm, I'm about to end it all. It's not worth it. Like, this is, this is too much. But in those times, like that's when I am the hardest on myself in the like, yo man, but there's some little kid who's never seen a TV, he's eating, it doesn't have no food, got one leg, you know, and, and like has all types of crazy stuff going on and this man's still living life. Why am I gonna get down because I had to kill a possum in my garage? You know what I mean? Like it's, it's those types of situations where it's- It's got to a possum now? Oh, <laughs> I've had, <laughs> that was before. <laughs> but it's it's that so sammy you you spoke about earlier how you had to use the secret and then the dial to kind of center yourself from uh, going through the issues of the relationship 
um, with family. Like I, I know that some people will love to hear um, about that journey and and at where you are now. You seem very um, one with thyself. So well, I appreciate the compliment. It's all an act. So I'm glad I'm, glad I'm doing a good job. <laughs> um, and once again, man, experience. Like I, I can, Ian just said was great was repetition. So it was consistently listening to the book, the audio book, uh, um, and then trying to find some other um, uh, versions of it or, um, you know, uh, people's versions of it. Um, and then, you know, applying those in real life. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, going through those tribulations and, and those trials. Also with the sales thing, I fell flat on my face. I went from high, the dad was working really nice, driving a six series, selling million dollar real estate to, flat, to, to fall in flat on my face. And, you know, during the time I knew there was a reason and I knew, you know, talking to Mr. Fresh, you know, he would try to keep you up, but it wasn't anything I could do about it. It was just, you know, um, I felt the guilt that was just ravishing me and took over my life, like to where I lost all the swag, all my confidence, everything. I had to kind of rebuild myself, but I'm so happy it happened because it really, to me, took me to that final stage, um, and not final stage, but that next stage of really understanding empathy. That when people are going through things, um, and th people can't, you never know what someone's going through when you see them. So if someone might be an, an a-hole to you, I'm trying to keep my language clean, an a-hole to you on the road. Fresh normally dirties it up, right? And, okay. And, and, Look, and he's already gained us. Fucking all right. But if someone flicks you off, are you going to get all fired up and getting pissed at them? Or maybe just think, hey, maybe that person just going through it. They're, maybe their kid screamed at him before they walked out of the house that day. And now they're just a little bit upset at the, you know, at the road. So maybe I can just chuckle at this, uh, realize they're having a bad day and just keep it moving. Um, so I would say like, uh, once again, experiences and that repetition of listening, seeing how it correlates. Another thing is just following those practices because the Tao teaches you to use nature as a blueprint. Mm. There's so many ways in nature. One of the main things, it's funny, uh, me and Fresh just kind of working on a shirt, of Bruce Lee, uh, uh, Be Like Water. Yeah. And there's a verse, which is uh, the 78th verse, which lit literally says in every translation he, that, that Dr. Wayne Dyer went over, that's how he wrote it. He looked at he looked at other people's translations and put the, put it together himself. But he said every translation had the word water, and you know like Bruce Lee's Bruce Lee's little line, right? Um, empty your mind, be formless, shapeless like water. If you put water into a cup, it becomes the cup. You put water into a bottle, it becomes the bottle. Water in the teapot, it becomes the teapot. Now uh, water can flow or it can crash. Be what be like water, my friend. You know. So even those, those same principles that he's talking about, um, you know, the Tao directly talks about as far as, you know, using nature, uh, the, the cyclical things that happen in nature, uh, the changes that happen in nature, you can see it. Just being in awe of nature. How often do we come outside, look at the, uh, the tree that's outside of the front of our house, look at the birds and all that kind of stuff, literally being in awe, like, can you believe that that tree just grew up like that? Or that these birds all just function without anybody doing anything or helping them, they just kind of have this whole life system that they do, you know? Um, another big thing, you know, as I'm going through now is the pregnancy, uh, uh, you know, my wife uh, delivering our first son and now going through this, you can feel the energies. You can see that this, this person is creating another person. Mm -hmm. And then once they are born, they feed this person with their body. I mean, it's, it's such an amazing thing. And if you can be in awe like that, I think that helps in so many other ways, um, to, um, kind of change those priority levels. Like what's so important. Yeah. You know, when you see what's really important, like, and how amazing things can be, you're like, well, maybe I really shouldn't be that pissed because my boss, you know, sent me a nasty email today. Right. I'll tell you, well, not before you go, Kay, I was going to say another thing that really helped me and I'm sure helped Sammy too was uh, each other. Like we literally would not only send in, you know, each other verses and he would definitely send me a lot more, but also giving each other props when we would practice, like when we would, when we do something that we feel the other one was, you know, in the Tao realm, being able to, you know, tell each other, but it also, it grew, um, we always been brothers, but it also grew like it was, it was like I was saying last week, it was outside of the realm of what uh, you know, we normally talk about the things that we were normally, you know, sports, bull crap, you know, the music, you know what I mean? Like it was a real chance to kind of 
go into a different level of, you know, growth for real and, and being like a different change from being a boy to a man almost in a sense because the things that it would allow us to speak about and to talk on and encourage each other with kind of transform with it as well. I mean, you know, uh, and you talked about getting ahead and, and, you know, I'm always trying to keep something in the chamber for, for closing the thing out, but uh, it's, it's very interesting how just through life, when you are the person on the outside looking at someone else, right? So you just talked about um, how you guys help each other out. And I think Mm -hmm. we all do that when we're on the outside of something, we don't have emotion attached to whatever it is, whatever challenge the other person may be facing, right? Um, So that allows us to now think in alignment with our, with our oneness and our, and our spiritual spirituality and come up with what is the best possible advice or suggestion that we can give. Right. And that just leads me to think that, and, and it's funny, you know, you, you tend to see this comparison when we talk about male versus female, we tend to say that males um, don't act out of emotion. We act more out of logic and females are more emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if, if you keep going down the history and we might lose a whole bunch of our listeners this <laughs> yeah, week say, after <laughs> I say this, because you, you know, there are many of these books that we, that we've talked about earlier that refer that somehow the female is always represented as um, evil or mm-hmm. um, the one that, that, that influences things that should not happen. Um, And you almost wonder if that emotion is a misalignment of your spiritual uh, uh, being, right? Of your, of your spirituality. Right. Um, And and I had a better way to say that, that probably didn't come out right, but it's definitely a misalignment of, of of your spiritual health, let's call it. Um, and, And is that the case? So when I look at the, the three guiding principles of Taoism, um, right, which we're still talking about the Tao Te um, It says that the three guiding principles or the three basic pillars are simplicity, patience, and compassion. Right? I, and, yeah. and I mean, what'd you say, sir? No, I was going to say I could agree with that. I mean, it's kind of hard to, to, to narrow them down because I think almost you're missing the three, but you know, we always have to do that, right? It's like, I don't care about the long version. Tell me what it's about. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> if you have to narrow it down to three, then I would say those are a pretty good three. Yeah. Um, to, to pick. Right. And, and, and I think when we look at life overall, and, and I'm putting you guys on notice, I'm getting ready to come to you guys uh, for Faison's Corner and fresh, you did fresh ovation, but I, I'll, I'll come to Sammy for, for Sammy's version of observation. But mm. um, when you think about life, we, we constantly tell people to, to keep things simple. Don't make things so complicated. Don't overcomplicate things. Um, we constantly tell people to um, to be patient. Wait, your time is going to come. Um, and then we always tell people to to take care of your fellow man or woman, right? Th- those three principles are through everything. If you think about any intelligent conversation that you've ever had where you got great advice or um, you, you acted on something good, the three things were probably involved. So it's really funny how you, you take something like the Tao and, and, and what I think is really um, impressive about it is how simple it is, right? How many verses did you say there were? 81? 81, yep. There's 81 verses. How many verses? And they're, and, they're all, and they're all short. They're all short too. The thing is like, even though these audio tracks, if you guys decide to delve in, you know, it's only the first, you know, maybe 20, 25 seconds of that track is the actual yeah, you know, the verbatim verse yeah. translation, and then he gives you a breakdown on how he understands it and how you can apply that in today's world. Yeah, mm. but that's yeah. the the value of most things. It's funny. I I started realizing um, recently, like even in my cooking, and they always talk about it. Like the simplest things are the things that 
are the most flavorful. Like if you can make an item with like five things only, like that's some really like you can wind up making something super flavorful and amazing. And a lot of times when you start adding too much stuff, you muddy it up and it's just like, it just tastes like nah, whatever, you know what I mean? But that's the same thing in life. When you get down to those simple core pieces of it, it's like, this thing isn't hard. We make it way harder than it needs to be and allow a lot of other things to muddy it up and, 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 uh, you know, make it foggy when it's like, yo, this thing is very simple in, in the way that it's set up and what you need to do and, and how you should treat each other and, and how you could go about things and how you can feel okay. But we allow so much other stuff to come in and, and mess up that, that direct path. Think about where we're going with food, with the food we'll put in our body. The more ingredients there are on the back of whatever it is, is probably the worse it is for you. Right. Right. Those are the things that probably aren't aren't good for us. The uh, only the only thing on the um, I'm about to say the only item that's hard to say that you should actually be taking in is a rutabaga. That's a, a vegetable. Rutabaga? It's a vegetable as opposed to some type of moxinacillin or either like red dye number 17. Uh, right. Uh, this should not be a paragraph. Right. But, but for some reason we don't treat our, we don't treat our life that way. We, we try to add all these ingredients, all these steps on what it takes to be great, what it takes to be successful, what it takes to be at peace, what it takes to be in harmony. Um, and I, and I think, our, our dialogue and our discussion today and, and, and last week mm-hmm. definitely dictates something simpler. And, and again, just the way it even came about, we didn't have answer for that. There was no, we just said, Oh, wait, let's do that. Yeah. And that was it. Let's act. We don't even, we're not going to wait. We're not going over complicate it and go find, go somebody go find a Taoist. I don't, yeah. I don't know a Taoist. Yeah, you do. I, well, I was about to say, <laughs> right? Now, right. Ching, that's the Ching and Dowdy Ching. Right. <laughs> right. Go ahead, BJ. Uh, again, I don't. Again, the goal of this thing is to to dig deeper in this whole spirituality conversation. But I, I want to. I, I think we kind of shortchange it as well as. No matter what your personal stances on spirituality or religion. Like when you look, if, if something from the Tao inspires you, if something from the Quran, the Bible, the Torah, whatever, whatever text it is, one thing to think of, but even the Tao is the, that's the book or the, 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 the verses for the religion of Taoism, right? The Bible is the book, the religion for Christianity or different versions, however you go, the Quran, same thing. So again, when people are thinking about these things, if there's something that entices you, I would encourage people to look at everything, look at the big pictures too, because that's how a lot of, and again, I had to call it out, if you want to Christianity as a whole, people get stuck on certain verses and take everything out of context. And those are, for lack of a better word, those are the Bible thumpers you hear. They want to hold everything over people's head and turn hundreds of people off, everybody they come in contact with, right? So you want the full context so understand what the religion says as well i'm not saying you need to go and be follow that religion as well but you need if that if the text entices you to dig deeper understand what the religion says as well so i just want to make sure that because that's just one piece of it that the, the actual text it's almost like you're old in a, in a college course but you're just gonna read the book and then never actually engulf into what the go into to be a physician. You just want to read a book and say, I know what it is like to be a physician. Right. right? But no, there's a there's an actual course of study and a process to go through. Again, the Tao is the text for the Taoism. And I'm pretty sure any other religion, that's the guiding principles, the guiding text, just like anything else like we just talked about. So again, when you're looking at these bigger things, don't just get stuck on the text, but understand why it's been such an influence in whatever population or why does it have such an influence in the Eastern world versus the Western world? Like those are, those are the very basic things. I think it speaks to what Sam was talking about as well. Again, when you think about the American way of how we do business, there's a lot of things that don't sit right when you think about if this is really how I'm guiding my life, there's a lot of things that internally have to change, right? And do those principles sit well with um, 
possibly even venture to see what that religion is about or questioning religion. Because again, I do believe people need to be open to question any and everything they're exposed to. So I just don't want to sell it short with just the text and not to talk about the bigger picture of what the text encapsulates. Well, well real, real quickly, um, to, to, to jump on that, um, I think it's about living the text, right? right? Like applying it. And then once you live it and you go through experiences, then you really truly start to understand it. And the only reason I think I can even speak about this is because I have listened to it so much and I've kind of self-analyzed, you know, how, you know, maybe I've handled it differently now because of the way I'm thinking and all these different stuff. And you say, okay, I'm getting better. It's, it's like anything else. You have to practice it and you have to apply it in everyday life. Totally agree. And I, I think for me, again, growing up in and out of church, like I can say, um, for the latter half of my life, latter majority of my life, is because of situations and being upset and being mad at a lot of stuff and not understanding, but then coming to the realization that some stuff is going to happen to you is like you said earlier. There's different things in my life that I was upset about. Like, again, I don't really talk about that much, but like being diagnosed diabetic at 16 and just pretty much repeated to tell me, you're going to, this is how you're going to live your life. And it's a curse and all this stuff. I'm like, that's the mindset I had for years in college. Y'all didn't know half the things y'all saw me. I felt like crap. <clears throat> but I had stuff to get done. I had stuff to do because people were dependent on me. And I already put myself out there to be leading for a for, lot. People had high expectations of what I already committed to do. I didn't feel like doing half that stuff majority of the days y'all saw me. But in the end, I thought back now, when I look back at everything, like me being diagnosed not, not, even not at an early age, when I was 16, I've been able to help more kids that I've come in contact with in the school that have been fat out the diabetic or family members or even friends that are in their 50s, 60s, family friends that are in their 60s and 70s, they're finding out the last couple of years that they're diabetic, that I'm the one that's kind of almost like a counselor. So it's almost like Ian said earlier, things you go through are preparing you for something else. It's not always about what was me, what was me. And, and I'm not trying to downplay anybody's take on their health or mental health at all. But for me, it was that realization that not everything is a curse, not everything is a bad thing to you. And I do believe it was like, if I couldn't handle it, I, it wouldn't have been put on me, right? And there's always a, a lesson learned, not, not why me, it's more of what am I supposed to learn from this? So again, no matter what your center is, no matter what the text is, is that application of rights. I mean, is that how you apply it and how you, your outlook on life and outlook at how things come at you. A hundred percent. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, Sammy, I'm putting you on notice before I come to you um, to give your final, um, uh, I don't know, takeaway for the Tao Te Ching. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go to Phazon go first for Phazon's corner. Uh, I think over the last couple of days, I've come to realize the importance of detaching yourself from those that think they need you. When you can actually do fine by yourself without uh, being so octopusy out, I guess would be the way it was. Like you're able to just, um, you're able to just do what you have to do, communicate and be in the now, be in the now right now. Be here, be present, see me, see your environment. Um, I think that hearing the Tao and hearing all the information really kind of grasp that more because you're missing out on what's here in your present. Because you're thinking about what's in the future or in the past, but you're missing out on that and what you're currently have a chance to see the smile of a kid, not your kid, but the smile of a kid who just happened to see Mickey walk past him. That enjoyment of that child could put a smile on your face to make your feeling just bloom even more. Um, but you've missed that because you're connected to something else or someone's pulling you away from the, the now in front of you. So take the time out wherever you are to just see where you are, become who you are, see it, and I'll use Avatar, we saw that recently, that you have to be able to, I need to see you, see you, see me, not as a person I am, but see in me to allow that process to happen. I think that that changed a lot 
um, thinking about this whole entire thing and getting ready for this week, uh, I was thinking about that. And then it just hit me when we saw Avatar of a Day and then noticing that, you know, eh, I got to see more. I got to see more than what's there. And I want to be in the here. I want to be here and now. And whatever else is not affecting me in this moment, affecting my children or my wife or maybe my friends around me, my brothers, like, how can I be here for you? And if I'm not there with you, then I'm there for that, that moment in time. Um, and that weight go. It's a lot of weight you carry and that weight can pull you down. Um, so release that. Mm. So if, if I could summarize that, you have to look at less to see more. Yes. I see how quick you just moseyed. I was going to give you all another one. Um, one more frustration. We say this one all the time. If you're anxious, you're living in the future. If you're depressed, you're living in the past. Be present in here and the now. There you go. There you go. Absolutely. See, I'm down right now. I don't even know I'm down. That's right. You were so down. You were so down. <laughs> Um, for those of you that are Googling this, um, please don't don't Google D D A O D O W. It is T A O T E C H I N G. Dow De Chay. Yes. Sammy, what do you want to leave the people with? What is the takeaway that you want the people to have about the Dow De Chang? My takeaway, I guess, well, first of all, I'd just like to say, if you find any interest, just delve into it a little bit because, you know, we said there's not many versus 81, but there's so much. There's so much. Some things you guys were even talking about in your synopsis is I was like, hey, the Dow has something like that, you know, just living in the moment. And Ian gave you a little excerpt, you know. Um, you know, even you were talking about women. In the Dow, they actually have some of the translations as she as opposed to he when it's talking about that. So, um, you were talking about uh, Avatar. It talks about that, about, you know, seeing your body as a shell, you know, actually lifting it off and seeing, you know, yourself from, from a, as a spirit and knowing that once you die, you just return to, as they call the great mother, you know? And so there's all these different things. I think people should, you know, if you have some interest, dive into it, but it's totally, um, you know, uh, uh, like the book, let's change your thoughts, change your life. I'm a much more empathetic person. I'm a much more understanding and accepting person. Uh, I think it's made me a better husband and a better father. So if that's important to you, maybe this could help. Um, I don't think it'll conflict with anybody's beliefs or, or how they were raised. Um, I think it, you know, will just amplify some of those great things about those religions. Um, another thing I, you know, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll leave you with this. Well, one, two things. One, and it was actually a quote from Tabitha Smiley I really loved. It was, gratitude is the gateway to greatness. I, I really love that. I, I, um, I try to find and be in a state of gratitude. And I feel like if I can stay in a state of gratitude, that I'm probably in a, a really good place. And lastly, um, you were talking about yin and yang, Carol, earlier on. And I've kind of seen that life really is a big paradox. You know, as quickly as you can see things that are so beautiful, especially right now in 2020, we can see things that are so ugly, right? Mm -hmm. And it usually is the paradox where you have, you know, Democrats and Republicans and this in that religion it's all these things are all these different sides but really it's probably right in the middle where you want to kind of keep yourself you know so um you know i just i've been seeing more examples of that paradox and i always kind of laugh to myself um but yeah i, I uh, that's what i guess i would leave you with is that it's it's really changed my life and if, if you've had any kind of intrigue at all i would definitely advise you uh diving in and uh seeing if it touches you at all beautiful beautiful yeah. Listen, um, Sammy, we want to thank you uh, for taking out the time to come spend with us, man. And, yeah. and, and, and if I could give you something, I would say, man, look, don't ever um, underestimate or undervalue um, yourself when you, when, when you said, um, I'm not as intelligent as you brothers, man, please. Yeah. Listen, man, intelligence mm -hmm. is a sliding scale. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really about the individual. Um, and and you, you came on here today with an intelligence that we didn't have. So definitely appreciate that. Appreciate you um, uh, sh sharing with, with, with our audience and, and the people and, and, and teaching, right? Mm. Teaching to a degree. Um, so definitely appreciate that. And, and, and ladies and gentlemen, let, let me remind you, um, if you're listening to this podcast and, and you liked it, um, send it to somebody. Yeah. 
Um, if, if, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, like, subscribe, share. I don't care where you're listening to it. Yep. Send the link. Every platform has a share button. Um, share it with more people. Definitely leave comments. Reviews. You should send them a T-shirt with the link. Send them a 13th floor T-shirt with the link. And that's how you should do it. Do it like that. Send them a T-shirt or two. There you go. Yes. There you go. There's, there's 13th floor T-shirts out there. As you see, Sammy has one on today. Um, we, didn't, we didn't pay him to wear that shirt. Nah. Um, it's, so very we'll, we'll, it's very comfortable too, Carol. Go on, tell him. Go on, give him. Go on, give him to tell him. Tell him about that shirt there, Goody. Yeah, man. You know, it's soft. It feels good. I think it's actually going to hold up, you know. Watch. So I'm very excited. There you go. <laughs> good, good, good. I'm, I'm just, I'm just glad you didn't pan down any further. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in this week. And if I could leave you with anything, um, again, it's the Tao Te Ching, and 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 some of you are out there, and you're like, oh man, what what, what can I learn from some ancient Chinese Far East? Really, philosophy, philosophy of life uh, is really what it is. I mean, we, we, we reference religion in this, we reference spirituality. Um, but when you, when you translate the word Tao just by itself, it means the way or the path. Um, and what I would challenge you all this week is um, there's some things that you have learned that, are, that was somebody else's way, somebody else's path. Um, and you need to, to get out there and find out are, are you walking through this life in your way and on your path or does it belong to somebody else and you just got on that course and never got off, right? I, I'm not saying to go out there and challenge everything that you've ever done in your life, but definitely go back and evaluate and see, do you have a way? Do you have a path? And how often do you deviate from that? Go out there and find your own Tao, find your own way, find your own path. Make sure that it's in line with your spirit, right? I, I don't care if you have a pastor, an imam, a, 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 a rabbi. I, I don't care what you have. Just make sure that the way that you're living your life is yours and it belongs to you. And make sure for those that have kids like, like us, right? There's three of us on here today that have four-year-olds. Um, and then BJ has... A, a range of uh, well actually he just has two ages actually the twins and then and then mason but um make sure that you are not paving a concrete road with barriers for your kids because a lot of us will, will will push our way on our kids and by the time they realize that man i've been living this life the wrong way not which which it's not really wrong it just wasn't their way so Keep that in mind um, that you want to allow them to pave their own road to, to, to whatever path they want to take. Be a guide, but give some flexibility. Carol, I got to interrupt you. I'm so sorry. Go ahead, sir. I, there's also a verse about that, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Versus. sorry. I'll shut up again. I'll shut up again. But we, we might have to drop 81. We might have to write 81 ourselves. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us this week on the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. Amazing. Uh, amazing. Yeah. amazing.